this week to be talking to Thomas Weiser, the Director of Sales and Marketing at the 7132 Hotels Group in Switzerland. Welcome to the pod, Thomas. How are you? Thank you. I'm wonderful. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, to talk about a hotel that is not that well known, uh, especially uh, abroad. And uh, I think we have some quite uh, interesting facts about uh, a, a niche property that is, uh, I'd say, very new to the map, but um, worth to know. Fabulous. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of interested to find out more. So where are you based? Your um, the, the hotel is 7132, is in Vals in Switzerland. So if I would be talking to Swiss, like those four numbers, 7132, they would already let's say, explain quite a bit about the location because um, it's, uh, it's uh, not that funny as it, it sounds, but it's the postal code of the village we are. 7132 stands for uh, the village of Vals, okay. um, a small, very small place with uh, 1,000 inhabitants, about 1,000 sheep. And um, it's a very sunny uh, southern facing valley in uh, the Grissons Mountains, so in the eastern part of Switzerland. Um, about two, two to two and a half hours from Zurich Airport. So um, it's quite easy to reach compared to, let's say, different mountain destinations. Um, but still, as soon as you enter the valley, you feel like um, in a different country. It's not, it's not comparable anymore to the metropolitan area, but still, um, still a very good location, even for a short trip. Fab, cool, cool. So I've seen photographs of this beautiful resort um, and it's, it's very architecturally designed. Is it, how, how did that come about? Who did you work with? What architects chose to work in a, in a Swiss village and just come up with this masterpiece? So basically it all started uh, with, uh, back then, not, as, not that famous architect um, as he is now, it, uh, with Peter Sumtor. Um, maybe most British people know him from uh, the Serpentine Pavillons at Hyde Park. Okay. Um, but back in the 80s, he wasn't really famous. He was a Swiss architect. He did, let's say, regular buildings like bakeries or, uh, or restaurants or even farms. And um, the, the community of Vals asked him to build um, their new thermal baths. Vals, it, it always was a thermal bath destination, but uh, not with, a, let's say, a, a proper big um, pool okay. or big bath. And so he built this uh, this nowadays world famous bar. He also received the Pritzker Prize a couple of years later, mainly thanks to the to the project. Wow! And um, so Peter Sumter was actually the the first uh, big name or the or the thing that made Vals famous on an international uh, stage. And then our current owner, um, he wanted to develop the hotels around this uh, thermal bath. And of course, you cannot. Let's say you cannot put a hotel next to a thermal bath that is world famous if there is not at least something a bit like avant-garde involved. And so he asked uh, three more international star architects to, um, to participate. So 
we're not on, we're not only having like rooms of Peter Sumter, but also uh, Japanese Pritzker Prize winner Tadao Ando, uh, another Japanese star architect Kengo Kuma, and uh, the American Pritzker Prize winner Tom Main. So. Wow. From this point of view, it's uh, the only hotel in the world that uh, combines three Pritzker Prize winners at the same place. That is very, very impressive. But kind of, Did they have their stamp on? Did they design the building? Did they design the rooms? How were these architects involved? Um, in a very different way. So um, for, first of all, I mentioned the spa, which is like a, the cathedral of Peter Sumter, of course, and it attracts many people from all over the world just to visit um, that place. But um, we run three hotels in this little village and uh, you asked why it's so special. I think, first of all, you need to say it's, it's quite uncommon to have like a very small mountain village um, with a totally different approach to tourism, especially to mass tourism as uh, most common destinations have it. So it's, uh, it's far away from being a developed tourism region. But right. on, the, on the other hand, you have those guys involved. And um, what we did, and what is also the reason for uh, our brand, 7132, we're not only running a hotel or a spa, it's more or less a complete and very soft approach to a tourism development in that uh, village. This means we run three different hotels up there, but in totally different um, price classes. So we have a, an old guest house that is very traditional in the old uh, village center without any avant-garde design involved. Uh, and then we have like two main hotels, which are directly connect connected to the spa, uh, the House of Architects, which is our design hotel, um, much more attracting a younger kind of client, a very artsy and architecture uh, interested kind of client. So there we have 73 rooms, all of the same size, but with all four different architects involved. So you can choose if you want to sleep in a, for example, Tadao Ando room, Kengo Kuma room or Peter Sumto room. And even within those different architects' room categories, you have different materializations, different colors. So it's a bit like a, like a game. And we do have quite many uh, clients who revisit and choose another room category every time they visit us. And they are all at the same price. So it's it's not only like a matter of, uh, of luxury or having the biggest bathtub. There it's even, it's more like an intellectual way of, uh, of grabbing another room category just to see how a different architect maybe yeah kind of affects your stay or the way uh, you sleep in there. So um, it's it's about in one in that in the House of Architects it's about discovering different architects, and then on let's say not far away there is our five star superior hotel the seven one three two hotel five S, and um, there most rooms are really let's say um, they're. They are, they are built for an international traveler who wants to have a certain standard of luxury. But on the top floor, on the, on the fourth floor of this five-star hotel, the entire floor or suite or all the suites, they were designed by uh, Kengo Kuma. So there you have like, um, I would say like on one hand, extremely reduced uh, Japanese architecture that is kind of um, kind of infused with every aspect of luxury you could uh, you could imagine, and so usually luxury and uh, and world class architecture doesn't always work together because people have let's say certain standards or certain wishes, uh, but there for me that's like one of the few places where you can say like that that uh, goes hand in hand, and um, so just to come back to your question, it's like um, two different hotels next to the spa. One hotel is totally dedicated to architecture and the other one 
Um, yes, for people who want it, but there are also like regular rooms, which are like, let's say more or that more that please much more the, the more educated international traveler who wants to have his standards. Right. Wow. But that's what makes it unique, I guess, the choice and the fact you've just kind of built all of this in a really cute little village with a thousand sheep. <laughs> I love with that. A thousand sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and the thermal baths. Could you explain a little bit about you've got a fire pool, which is 42 degrees. And what's the um, coldest spring or bath or do you kind of, you know, what, 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 what are the wellness experiences that visitors can have? So um, maybe just to give your uh, your uh, your audience a bit an idea how this building look like looks like it's a it's like a huge um, block or it's a big block that is composed out of sixty thousand small slabs of valse quartzite. That's our own stone. So uh, valse it's not only famous for its thermal water but also for its um, valse quartzite stone. It became one of the rarest stones for bathrooms and whatever within Switzerland. And um, so the entire building is uh, is like a, like a cave out of this uh, quartzite, and it offers six different pools. So um, the coldest one uh, is about 14 degrees, and the hottest one is about 42 degrees. So that's the entire range. There is an outdoor pool, so you can float under the stars. There um, there are different kind of color or colors um, for the pools. So we have a, the red one is the hot one, uh, the blue one is the cold one. So it tries to play a bit with your, uh, your, your, um, your own, um, not only with the, with, the, with the temperature, but also with, uh, with colors and sound. And um, moreover, there is uh, like one pool with, uh, with uh, blooms, blossoms inside. There is a, a, a pool we call the Grotto. So you, re, you, re, you almost dive through a, through a cave and at the end you're like in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in, somewhere with, somewhere in the stone. Wow. Um, we also offer 12 different sweating stones. So it's like a steam bath. Um, there is a, a big treatment area run by uh, the UK spa brand Espa. Maybe you know it from in London, yeah. there are various spas. Uh, there is a fitness center, a hair saloon, like all the the amenities someone would expect from a five-star hotel. So on one hand, it's extremely artsy and uh, very reduced, but on the other hand, you still have like all the offerings people would expect from uh, from an international five-star hotel. Tell me a little bit more about the sweating stone. It's a uh, it's a it's a uh, like various huge black uh, stone rocks or uh, blocks yeah. where you can lie on, and uh, there is like uh, it's a it's a steam bath system, but um, the 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 smell is very is uh, is like based on alpine herbs, so extremely relaxing, extremely dark in there. So uh, it has a bit something spaceship like, but yep. um, wow. you need to experience yourself. It's a uh, it's uh, it's a it's kind of an immersive experience. Yeah. And uh, when you when you get out after two or three hours of bathing, uh, it doesn't feel like lying in a bathtub. It's more like uh, also a bit as uh, yeah an architectural, almost spiritual uh, experience. And the best thing about it, or what I like the most when I'm up there, um, on Wednesdays, Fridays, and on Sundays, we open the spa by night. So this means um, you can float under the stars, silent in the outer pool between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. And that's exclusively for the hotel guests. Um, uh, but if you if you experience the spa by night, it's a it's, it's again, it's a totally different approach to the entire building. And that's the moment when you start realizing that it's not only spa, it's more or less like a cathedral for swimming. And uh, I think that's the reason why most of our clients 
who visited the spa once, they will return. It's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer in this sense. Oh, yeah, that sounds divine. Um, just a question, though. So is it only open to hotel guests or can other, you know, um, villagers, outsiders get a day pass? Uh, we do have public hours. Um, we're also a bit, let's say, um, we, 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 we want to make sure that, I mean, there are other hotels in Wales and we want to make sure that they also have, or their guests also have access to the spa. And um, for example, in shoulder season, we close the hotel uh, from uh, Wednesday noon to, uh, from Monday noon to Wednesday noon. So uh, we're only open seven days uh, in the main season. Um, on those days, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like a public operation. Uh, and also like around uh, around midday when we have check-ins and check-outs, uh, we opened uh, we opened the spa for uh, for uh, for public visitors. Um, mm. But uh, in a very let's say on a very reduced uh, quantity of tickets because of course we need to make sure that the five-star guest uh, has some kind yeah. of post, yeah, has his privacy. Cool, I like that. Are you celebrating a 25th anniversary this year. The spa has its uh, 25th anniversary, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of strange if you look at it. It feels like it was uh, it just has landed on the on the, <laughs> on the, on the, on the hill, um, but um, it's uh, it's already 25 years old. And um, so we thought about doing not only let's say not only like a new massage treatment or something like that because usually people are a bit, uh, let's say, or yeah, it's, it's like nothing new for a spa to just comp uh, compose a, a treatment or, um, or uh, do a little uh, celebration. So we focused on two different things. On one hand, we wanted to have another spa experience that might be somewhere else, not in the thermal baths. So we created the 7132 Alpine ritual, um, which is uh, basically a, a high Alpine, Alpine a high Alpine treatment. So we bring you to a forest on about 2,000 meters, uh, so far away from, uh, from any kind of building. And there it's all about, um, on one hand, exercises for mindfulness, and on the other hand, uh, treatment in a forest clearing for relaxation. So, um, well, of course, we had a bit an artsy approach, and uh, we found uh, a method. It's uh, called the Marina Abramovich method. It's a method for... Uh, it's for let's say for relaxation and uh, finding yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, she's a she's a concept artist. Did various uh, big exhibitions and also um, how you say um, like uh, life exhibitions. And um, so first you have like a path through the forest where uh, where you will face different uh, exercises to do yourself. Um, okay. It's about it's about um, it's yeah it's it's about it's about mindfulness and uh, also about uh, self-awareness and in the end of this uh, of this path there is a there is a mobile uh, massage uh, station like with one of our therapists on a, on this forest clearing wow. and uh, yeah you will be like one of the few persons that can experience to have a 60 minutes alpine herb massage on oh. a 2000 meter altitude forest clearing so uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's quite an experience oh my goodness have you tried it not yet. Um, actually, there, there was one problem when we uh, when we wanted to roll it out, yeah. um, because on two thousand meters there is a uh, there is snow for a quite long time, so um, we couldn't shoot it yet. So uh, yeah. in June, uh, when the last snow is gone, we can finally do the shooting and also present like a bit of pictures or show the people what uh, what they have what they can expect. 
Oh. And um, the second thing, I mean, the, the Alpine ritual, it's mainly um, attracting, let's say, a more uh, a bit uh, more exclusive kind of client traveling from far away to experience uh, the, the, the calm and peace of a Swiss mountain uh, forest. On the other hand, we thought about doing something a bit more social and also inviting the, lo um, the local people um, for, uh, for, so for an experience. And so we will, uh, we will, uh, or we will organize the 7132 Thermal Cinema in summer. So this means the entire outdoor area of the spa will be transformed into a, an open air cinema. Oh, gorgeous. Um, but combined with bathing. So um, we just said, okay, on Wednesdays, we'll open the bathing by night for everyone. Um, it already starts around 8.30 instead of 11 p.m. And uh, we will we will show different movies from architecture with uh, let's say with a relationship to Switzerland, but also like uh, like American movies in English um, to a broader audience. And yep. um, so you can choose either you just uh, wow. you lie on a on a on a on a on a rock next to the pool, or you just um, watch the film like swimming and floating. So um, yeah, a bit of diff a different approach to watching a movie. Absolutely. That sounds bonkers. It sounds amazing. I've never watched I've never watched a movie, never even just in the bath, never mind in a spa. Me neither, but uh, we'll lived. find out how it feels. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Um, so obviously, you know, you've worked with the hotel for a while. What's your favorite room? You've got all these different kinds of accommodation. Do you have a kind of favorite? Uh, as a sales guy, I would I would need to say it's the suites, the Kangakuma suites. They are they are amazing, honestly. They are huge, and um, as I already said, it's like it's a very minimalistic and reduced approach to um, high level luxury. Mm -hmm. um, but um, uh, when I can stay up there in the hotel, I prefer honestly I prefer uh, the Tadao Ando rooms at the House of Architects. They're not big; they're about twenty square meters size. But I've never experienced a room in that category of size um, that makes you feel so relaxed. So um, yeah. even if it's a, it's a it's, let's say a, a small cabin or a small room, I could stay in there for at least thirty six hours in a row, and I think that's oh, a wow. very good that's a very good sign for a hotel room. Know, so um, personally, sign. it's my favorite. If I need to sell a room, then it would be the suite, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous, lovely. Um, right, so tell me about the restaurants. What, what's your food offering? Um, our owner is a, he's a, he's a, he's a foodie, um, very dedicated, not only to, um, to fine dining, but also to just, let's say, very original treats of, uh, of cuisine. Um, we run uh, six different F&B outlets in total. So um, basically, you're, you're at the end of the world, but you have a wealth of different options. Cool. Um, the flagship, it's called 7132 Silver. That's our two-star Mishnah restaurant. Um, a very young two -star. two. Two-star two Mishnah? Yeah. Nice. Two-star Mishnah and 18 uh, Gomio points. It's like the more, uh, let's say, continental European guide. And um, so there we have a very young crew with our head chef, Mitya Birlo. He's uh, 35 years old from Berlin. And um, let's say that it's, uh, it's not the stiff fine dining um, concept one would expect. It's very young. They have sometimes even hip hop music playing uh, during the service. We have a beautiful uh, chef's table in there um, the, built together with uh, Louis Röder, the crystal champagne with very exclusive packages. And uh, we, you can even have the aperitif, uh, the champagne aperitif on the glacier. We're the only hotel in Switzerland operating our own uh, helicopter. 
<laughs> so we fly you on the glacier and you get uh, you get the bubbles up there. <laughs> so that's the yeah. So it's it's like the number one proposal spot. I can uh, I can guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so this is like the top end. Um, we also have like a more traditional brasserie. It's called Seven One Three Two Red. And uh, there you have like more the, the very common Italian and French cuisine also prepare like with dishes prepared directly at the table, like the crepes you set and all those things people are not that much used to anymore because uh, it kind of disappeared from the modern restaurant landscape. So that's a bit about, uh, about traditions and about, uh, about classical European cuisine. There is a, a, a piano bar with all day dining options. It's called 7132 Blue. Um, our traditional Swiss restaurant in the old village center. I think I told you there is a guest house as well. And mm -hmm. in there we have our own bakery, our own ba butcher store and a, a Swiss wooden restaurant uh, where you get the fondue and, uh, and um, the, the steak and like what people would expect from a mountain restaurant. Oh, I love um, moreover, we have our own pizzeria. It's called uh, 7132 da Papa with a uh, Italian crew, so uh, you won't find people speaking German in there. It really feels like a couple of kilometers more south. There uh, we have our wooden stove and homemade pasta. So this is um, uh, reducing to the Italian maximum uh, without having a very big selection of dishes, but uh, what they serve is, uh, is homemade. And I think that's, uh, that's the most important part of the, of the plan. And then last but not least, next door, there is our own uh, design architecture exhibition and coffee shop. Um, oh. So we run a little shop with design products and um, also with uh, a huge exhibition about the story, um, how the whole uh, project and the whole vision was, uh, was, uh, was built. And uh, in there, we have our own homemade bread and cakes from the bakery, plus uh, the best espresso in uh, Eastern Switzerland. So... For every visitor who wants to understand uh, what <laughs> was behind this entire project, um, that's, uh, that's absolutely important to have a look at it. Mm, absolutely. So you're obviously, it's 24, uh, sorry, 50, how many weeks in the year? <laughs> 52 weeks. It's popular kind of throughout the year or do you close? Is there a season when it's not popular? I mean, I think same as the hotel is a bit different to uh, most mountain resorts. Uh, also, the approach of opening days or uh, or uh, the, season, the the approach how we run the season is uh, completely different. So we're open all year round. It's uh, we're not. I mean, most uh, resorts in the Alps, especially skiing resorts, they open like three months in summer and maybe four months in winter. Um, we said no, we will have a five day week during shoulder season. So uh, this means all the staff, they have the same days off. It's kind of a, it's a bit, uh, it's, a, it's good for the work life balance, especially if, uh, if some of my colleagues with kids um, want to share some common, some days off and in, in uh, hospitality, that's not common at all. Um, so we are, we have this five day week, except the thermal baths. It's open seven days a week. And um Season-wise, uh, thanks to this uh, world-famous spa, it's actually it's always fun to be up there because in, in uh, let's say in early spring or in fall when it's uh, it's rainy outside, I think there is no more no place more com comfortable than uh, than our pools. <laughs> oh, brilliant, Will. And did I read something about rare crystals in the area? 
there are crystals in the area, yeah. And there is also a big tradition of, uh, especially a bit uh, the older, uh, the older locals. Um, they go and search for those caves where the crystals grow for uh, for decades, if not if not longer. Mm. And of course, there are guided tours. Um, but uh, just uh, just to know, just to say, it's not too easy to find it. Uh, it's, it's even more complicated to bring it out of one of those caves. But there are various small shops where those people, I mean, they do it, they, they're not doing for a living usually, it's more like a hobby. Yeah. But there are various smaller shops where they sell the crystals and um, you can, on appointment, you can even uh, go uh, with those uh, locals and uh, try your luck. There is, by the way, there is also gold in the in the river. So uh, oh, wow. <laughs> there was uh, like a couple of years ago, there was a, there was a guy who uh, found like a 20 or 30 gram big gold nugget so uh, it's full of um, of precious little uh, little uh, secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, just a couple more questions. Are you family friendly? Is the hotel family friendly? Can kids come in the bar? You know the bars. Um, we are. Um, Honestly, we're not a family hotel. So if I look at uh, at our clients, um, there are maybe three or four families at the same time in our hotels. Um, however, we do have a kids club. So um, uh, on appointment, we can also organize babysitting or child care. Um, but uh, I would say if if parents know what to expect, it's uh, it's it's great also with children. But uh, if I look at our clients, uh, it's about I would say 80% couples, um, maybe 10 to 15% uh, single travelers, and okay. maybe 5% families. So it's um, it's a, it's mainly a hotel for foodies and architecture lovers, but kids and also dogs or cats are welcome. Right. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> and what used to be there before the hotel? Was there anything? Did you knock anything down and rebuild it? So it has always been like a, um, a wellness destination. Of course, back in the days, like in the end of the 19th century, it was not like traditional spa business as it is nowadays. It was more about uh, curing uh, different diseases in uh, on high on the high altitude level. But the, the spring, the, it's the only hot natural spring in uh, eastern Switzerland. Was directly under is directly under the hotel and where the hotel um, is today. It was a much smaller house with an outdoor pool where people could uh, could book a room and uh, and uh, uh, take a hot bath. So um, it used to be a thermal a thermal destination for the last 140 years. And um, oh, finally, um, Thomas, what could you uh, could you describe Hotel Seven One Three Two in three words? Uh, it's quite difficult to uh, put uh, to put it in three words. I mean, we we already needed four different numbers for the brand. <laughs> you can have four words but, then. <laughs> uh, no, but I would say like um, it starts with the originality of the destination. So it's originality, um, it's authenticity, thanks to preserving the originality, and it's forward thinking because uh, you won't find another mountain village with uh, with so much avant garde in terms of architecture. That's very good. Wow. That normally puts people on the spot if I ask them that, but well done. <laughs> cool. so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. I'm, I just think it just sounds amazing. And I love the fusion of architecture 
and spa all of that is good and and having a massage just with the cowbells or the sheep just in the that sounds divine oh my goodness <laughs> i'll be coming i'm not even cowbells even calmer <laughs> oh even calmer yeah <laughs> oh well thank you so much and i hope to meet you in person one day thank you sarah uh you're warmly welcome to pay us a visit in Wales. oh take care bye-bye thank, bye. thank you bye bye that's all folks thanks for tuning in see you next time what fun it's been there's no harm in following a first class darling i think i might don't worry she doesn't bite